Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, hello everyone, it's Susie Crypto Granny here. The date's the 15th of February 2022 and the time in Australia is 18.17pm. I hope you all had a great Valentine's Day yesterday. Beautiful sunny day in Melbourne today. Weather is fantastic. So let's talk about the cryptocurrency market. Let's look at the stats, the news, then we'll go to the fiat markets, talk about politics, any exogenous factors as well as economics and and what's coming out and things that are fairly important. Also, we'll cover uh, derivatives uh, in this um, in this podcast as well. So, what we're looking at the moment is Bitcoin. At the moment, as we speak, is four two six nine seven. Also, Ethereum is just over three thousand at three zero two nine. Market cap is around one point nine eight four trill. Uh, quite a lot of volume being done in the past 24 hours, up 22% at 3.35 bill. Bitcoin dominance, depending which uh, internet site you look at, is between 41.5 and 41.75% dominance. Gainers today is 91% uh, against losers of 9%. And we do see that Bitcoin is in a particular range at the moment, which I'll discuss but let's just quickly go to the sectors and I'll tell you what sectors are gaining at the moment. There's a lot to, to mention here and we, I try to put in some order that it's not all over the place, but there's just so much to cover. Uh, what we do find, the sectors that are doing well today, just very quickly looking at the sectors, transportation's up 4%. We find uh, also cybersecurity is up 5%. E-commerce is up 6%. We find art is down 6.5%. Uh, we also find computing is up about 3%. And deflationary is up 4%. Uh, and uh, gaming, we find, up, is up about 8% as well. So, um, and then also, as I said, e-commerce is up about 6.99%. So let's talk about uh, Bitcoin itself. It has been this very, very tight range. The range is about uh, 35000 to 46000 It's been like that probably for the last three or four months now. Uh, and it's just becoming really, really boring, I have to say. Uh, what we do find is, you know, the support tends to be around 40,000, around 39,500, 40,000 on Bitcoin. It seems to be supported at that level, but it's finding it very difficult to break out of this trading range, uh, just with all the exogenous factors that's been going on and everything else. But uh, it does look to me it will break one way or the other. Uh, we have seen huge liquidations in the market in the last four months, particularly uh, with traders overnight just getting killed, right? Whether they're long, whether they're short, the liquid liquidations have been massive. So on the 14th, the liquidations were 50-odd thousand traders. 
115 million liquidation. It was across Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, SHIB, Dodge, Solano, and AVAX. Overnight, it was another 112 million across nearly 38,000 traders, and it was across 12 million Bitcoin, Ethereum, six, uh, sorry, eight. Solano for XRP one, and last night they were actually short the market too, but still got uh, still got liquidated. Leverage is around 0.2. Leverage has been coming down, interesting enough. And what it does show us is that people, you know, have been getting uh, stung every which way, and holdings are fairly low. Okay, uh, we have seen that Bitcoin where it is today and where the high price was was about sixty nine thousand. At least three or four months ago, it's off about thirty-eight thousand. What we have found and seen at the moment is Bitcoin on the exchanges is very low. Okay, it's the lowest figure since April twenty twenty-one. Uh, at the end of last year, there was roughly about two point five nine Bitcoin held, and now it looks like there's only about just over two million Bitcoin held, which is very low. Uh, Binance, one of the biggest exchange, only has about 3,030 Bitcoin held, which is not, not a lot, okay? Uh, and this is the lowest level they've ever had for Bitcoin. We found inflows into the cryptocurrency market last week rose sharply. It was roughly about 200 million into the cryptocurrency market. They were buying Bitcoin, Ethereum, Polkadot, Solana, and Ripple last week. Uh, but, you know, again, uh, it's physical Bitcoin and other physical coins on the exchange is fairly low. We also see a lot more aggressive selling futures, and this is why Bitcoin futures are lower in price than Bitcoin, the physical price. Uh, in some in some cases, we've seen disparity with the physical futures of Bitcoin being lower by about $250 compared to the physical Bitcoin price being higher by $250. Even today, Bitcoin itself is roughly about uh, $70 to $90 higher, depending on which exchange you look at, higher the physical price and futures itself, which is interesting. That tells us people are actually selling futures over and above the physical asset, okay, which is very interesting. I monitor that as well, right? Um, the market at the moment still looks like it's in a sell mode, but we have to remember people, you know, his, what we know from history always, if we get aggressive selling and we get a level where people, you know, are happy to sell down to, whether it be 29000 on Bitcoin, we always see a more aggressive bounce, okay? It's like a V-shaped reversal. So if they sell Bitcoin down to that level, we're going to see a pretty quick snap in terms of V-shaped reversal. And this, and then you often get a stronger bounce underway than ever before. So I'm still very bullish this market. We're only looking mid-February uh, of this year. Uh, we've got the whole year to go in terms of our you know, performance. And I still think this market will go higher. Now, we did see the low of Bitcoin earlier in January around that 33,000, 35,000. It snapped back very, very quick with a, a double bottom, okay, and then got up to about 45,000 very, very quick. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, also, the open interest in Bitcoin derivatives has been evaporating because people have been getting uh, liquidated constantly, okay, and we have seen this in the last four months, right? There's been a lot of de-risking in this market. We see Bitcoin futures uh, open interest has uh, gone down quite a bit, substantially, and we also see it with Ethereum from December of last year, okay? So there isn't really a lot of leverage in this market because people have been getting killed. 
okay? And, you know, we need to keep an eye on the CME futures, where they're trading to the physical Bitcoin and also to, to other physical uh, cryptocurrencies as well. That tells us a lot, okay? So currently at the moment, we've got the December, uh, the February Bitcoin around 43.615. And as I mentioned, Bitcoin itself uh, is at the moment around, uh, let me quickly have another look, is 43.670. So we've still got the physical price uh, being higher than the uh than the than the leverage futures price, which is very, very interesting. And I haven't seen that for, for a while. Okay. Uh Ethereum is the opposite. Ethereum's uh big uh, Ethereum's futures price is 3035 at the moment. And yet the physical price when we looked at it was around uh 3025. So Ethereum's futures price is slightly higher uh to the physical price. And that also gives us information as well. Um, so interesting, interesting stuff at the moment. We do find uh, that the hash rates are still doing well. We find that miners are still generally holding their Bitcoin. We find the whales are still in. It tends to be the retail that's getting killed, okay? And that's what we're seeing right across the board. Uh, if we look at some of the research app, uh, and one that I will mention, uh, you know, is very well known, this Fidelity, big fund manager that has something like $7 trillion dollars of funds under management. Uh, there was a head of research at Fidelity Digital Asset uh, saying that people don't realise, uh, you know, how, you know, the, the fundamental value of Bitcoin, how investors underestimate Bitcoin's huge upside potential, okay? Uh, and this this head of research for Fidelity Digital Assets is a guy called Chris Cooper. He said that, you know, Bitcoin is, you know, the the um, how can I say it? The incredible uh, Bitcoin itself, the way the payment system works, the whole system, the technology of Bitcoin is incredible. Okay, and he's basically saying this is something where you know it, it is remarkable invention, and it's almost similar to the invention of the wheel. Uh, and what do you price this thing at? And he's basically saying. Investors underestimate Bitcoin's huge upside. He said it's a unique value proposition as the most decentralized and sensor-resistant money network in the world. And I tend to agree with this guy. Um, It is decentralized. It's censorship-resistant monetary network where no government can control this at all. And in times of trouble like the Ukraine or Afghanistan or any other country where there's war, Bitcoin should be performing, okay? He's basically, you know, comparing it to the invention of the wheel and saying this technology is quite incredible. So guys and girls on Patreon, my clients, I sent that report out to you. It's a really good report. Please do read it. Very, very interesting. And I do agree with this fellow, Chris Cooper, Head of Research of Fidelity Digital Asset. Uh, It's a really, really good report. He's also saying that <clears throat> with Bitcoin, you know, there'll be other cryptocurrencies that have the goods that have higher upside potential as well, even though, <clears throat> excuse me, they may be subject to higher risk because, you know, they have other, you know, they might have DeFi on them, you know, layer one DeFi, they may have, um, you know, other types of things on them like lending uh, type platforms and this thing on the platform itself. So Cooper believes that Bitcoin is going to be the likely winner uh, 
because there's literally no Bitcoin, okay, we know that 18.9 million has been mined. We know the exchanges might have two and literally there could be some lost Bitcoin as well. So, you know, he believes that Bitcoin is the one. Uh, he also points out that Bitcoin's 13 years of existence has significantly reduced the downside risk predominantly tied to Bitcoin investments. It's been around for 13 years. And that's what I'm saying to my clients about other coins like XRP, for example. They've been around for a long time. They don't have startup risk anymore. They've got viable running businesses where they make a lot of money and they have a lot of clients, okay? So, you know, there is no startup risk and, uh, you know, the risk every year gets less and less. He said there's potential upside uh, upside, and it could be significant and it will gradually replace gold as a store of value, which clearly it is because gold is doing nothing, okay? Uh, some There's an article out there today also uh, how war uh, in the Ukraine, uh, obviously with Russia, could skyrocket Bitcoin. Now, the thing is the market, the equity market's selling off because of the risk of what's happening in the Ukraine and Russia. And the equity market clearly is very expensive and a risk market, and we know that, right? It's rallied so much since 2008. It's gone up literally from a Dow of 5,300 uh, 5, to about 36,000, and it's ultra, ultra expensive, and so is the bond market. But, you know, this particular writer says, you know, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies should be going up because, like Mr. Cooper says, from Fidelity, it's a monetary system that is decentralized, cannot be controlled by governments, can't be closed down. Uh, basically, you know, in, in the client or the retail person can invest in crypto where the fiat currency doesn't go down dramatically because there is a war, right? Uh, basically, you know, Bitcoin should be going up in volatile times because a currency can be confiscated and can be, you know, can deflate quite quickly when there's the possibility uh, of a war and this sort of thing. And we saw this in Afghanistan too, when the Taliban went into Afghanistan and, you know, young women couldn't get out of Afghanistan because they couldn't get money out of the bank. If they had Bitcoin, they could actually get out of the country, right? And, you know, this is pretty much what these people are saying. Cryptocurrency will replace cash. Also, the settlement mechanism is so much better than cash. Also, it's not controlled by governments or economics. And also, particularly, you know, you're not subject to a fiat currency going down like Turkish lira when, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, machinations in the government where the economics is shocking and there could be potentially, you know, corruption and all this sort of thing. Uh, and I tend to believe those two articles are quite correct in what they're saying. Uh, you know, as this Devere Group Chief Executive Nigel Green said, Money cannot be confiscated with serious geopolitical risk. Uh, you know, it has real life, uh, real life use, usefulness, and basically, you can literally get out of there. You can crowdfund, you can help people, but you can get out of the situation where it's not controlled by governments that, or you know, military that close down the banks and this sort of thing. And I, I do agree with this absolutely. So, cryptocurrency should be going up, you know, when these sort of situations happen. Plus, we had deflationary cryptocurrency. It should be going up and uh, not following the risk markets of the equity markets. It's just all wrong, particularly when equity markets are so, so expensive 
and the cryptocurrency markets are so, so cheap. Uh, you know, this is the advantage of decentralization and it's the advantage of peer-to-peer, -peer, clearly, and it's the advantage of governments not controlling uh, money, you know, via cryptocurrency, right? So, I, you know, I think this is very, very important. And, you know, again, it is uh, should be a store of value uh, simply because there's only a limited circulation of 21 million Bitcoin as well, right? And it's unconfiscatable. Uh, in terms of the monetary system. So I think it's a very important thing to suggest. As I said, we had uh, last week a lot of inflows into the market. People are buying physical coin, but they're tending to sell. They're tending to sell futures, as we can see. Now, where are we with Ripple and uh, the SEC? This thing goes on and on forever. As we know, Ripple have asked for the former SEC Commissioner, Allied Roseman, uh, to... To, to speak and to view his notes on what was decided, uh, particularly with Ethereum and XRP. Uh, and, you know, they, they're trying to compel the court to provide those notes. Uh, the agency said that they didn't know whether the notes existed, which this thing just goes on and on, seriously. Um, you know, former SEC Commissioner Allied Roisman is viewed as an ally of the cryptocurrency space against the SEC's current enforcement plan, policy and the notes of the meeting with Brad Garlinghouse could indicate the extent of infighting at the SEC. Uh, SEC Mark R. Silverster asked for a deadline extension to two weeks from the date of filing February 24, 2022. Uh, seriously, this stuff just goes on and on and on, third income. Uh, there's supposed to be two depositions, uh, you know, again, on the 15th, 16th and 18th, then the two parties are going to be travelling to Austin, Texas, and the SEC will be filing in motions for partial reconsideration on February the 17th, 2022. But it looks like February the 24th is where they've asked for another deadline. Seriously, I wish this has been going on for too long. Seriously. Uh, it's just become a bit of a joke, okay? Uh, even, you know, John Deaton, you know, the lawyer, is basically saying this is a joke. You know, if you say that it's XRP, is a security, you could literally say that 17,500 coins and tokens that we have in the market are also securities under the Howey test. And it's not relevant to use the Howey test when we're looking at cryptocurrency because it doesn't acknowledge the technology, the incredible technology of cryptocurrency. And nowhere does the SEC talk about the technology of cryptocurrency. They're just a bunch of deals, seriously, because it is about the technology of cryptocurrency that gives it its amazing value, uh, honestly. And this thing just goes on and on and on. Uh, Judge Anise Latouris has recently ordered the public disclosure of exhibits that are expected to be used against Ripple, including a Brad Gallinghouse emailed employees and a Chris Larson email uh, exchange with an XRP holder looking for answers about price dynamics. They'll be analysed. But look, honestly, I think this has gone on for too long, and I do believe that XRP will win this, right? Uh, I don't think you can say, you know, that XRP is security when, you know, you're only focusing on XRP and why didn't they focus on another 10 or 12 or 15 other uh, cryptocurrencies, right? The reason why they focus on XRP, I believe, is because XRP is a serious threat to the whole payment system that everyone uses, whether it be foreign exchange companies, 
whether it be banks, whether it be fund managers. Uh, it's a threat to the IRS because they're not getting as much money from the big jumbo banks because the big jumbo banks, you know, the big foreign exchange payment houses, you know, um, the moneygrams of this world make a fortune out of payments, right? And certainly FX conversion, right? And the IRS can't tax them as much. And it's certainly a threat to the government. And that's why I believe they focus on the uh, on XRP. Seriously, you know, there is a huge political story here. And it's more than just calling XRP a security. It's about the lost profitability, the lost taxes, uh, even to the government. And I think there's absolute corruption there in every way, okay? Uh I don't think the SEC has got a leg to stand on. And seriously, the longer this goes, the more, more they look like they've got jam and glue on their face because seriously, they haven't got a damn clue, okay? Not a clue. So uh, let's talk about Polygon. Polygon is getting a new NFT-based contact product, product content product via Siri Network. Uh, it's called DaVinci will enable creators to mint NFTs that unlock exclusive content for fans. The NFTs will be hosted on Siri's infrastructure offering decentralized data cloud. Uh, and this is, you know, uh, Siri's network is launching and this is a creation product and it's basically called DaVinci, which is a great story for Polygon, okay? Uh, it's being launched um, and, uh, you know, it's going to, it's going to, it's the first decentralized data cloud platform, okay? Uh, and it's going to increase Polygon's network. Uh, and in, and basically use Web3, it's a web using Web3 type tools for a media type platform. So that's a great story for uh, for Polygon. Uh, also, Nexo says, uh, if you bring your Polygon to Nexo, not that I'm advertising Nexo, but it, it they've got a 16% uh, annual return for interest, which is interesting, which is quite high when you compare it to a 10-year bond rate, you know, 1.9% or something like that. Uh also, uh, soccer legend uh, Ronaldinho dives into crypto by partnering with Graph Blockchain. Graph is one crypto we do have in our investment portfolio. Uh, he wants to organize events and NFT experiences for his numerous supporters and serve as an official ambassador of the new world. Graph's blockchain subsidiary, New World Inc., teamed up with the Brazilian soccer icon Ronaldinho as a result, the former player of FC Barcelona will become an official global ambassador of the project blockchain. It's fantastic uh, for, for the graph, seriously. And you'll find that all these cryptos and exchanges are doing this. We saw, you know, obviously the big Super Bowl, you know, with Coinbase and with FTX and uh, Crypto.com. Coinbase has got egg on its face because its uh, app didn't work. You know, there's an article out there today that FTX is killing Coinbase. Coinbase you know, their, their system and their platform is terrible. They charge too much in costs. They make a lot of money, but seriously, they just rip, uh, you know, costs out of people, which is not great, okay? Not great at all. Also, Uber said they will eventually accept crypto payment, but they're just not ready to accept it at the moment. They will uh, in some point, okay, in some point in the future. Um, let's look at the next story. Um, the Central Bank of Bahrain, is working in a partnership with Bank ABC uh, to successfully test the transfer funds across across borders using JP Morgan's JP Morgan coin. Uh, this uh, they want to obviously create their own 
uh, coin, but they're using JP Morgan's coin to do this. I don't know why they're not using XRP. Seriously, XRP is so much quicker. Why would you want to use a bank like JP Morgan? Uh, you know, it's still a bank and they can still chop you off at the knees, right? Uh, Elon Musk drops major hint about SpaceX Starlink accepting Dodge payments. Uh, Opera announced a, a partnership with Yat, a platform that allows the creation of emoji-based web dresses for integrating the emoji system in Opera's browser across all operations. What else we got here? Uh, Google adds Cardano to integrate currency conversion rate. Um, as of February the 4th, the registration for the Tron Grand Hackathon 20. I'm very sorry, uh, everyone, for cutting that off. I know you're really enjoying it, but it does take me a long time in a day to do these podcasts for my clients. And I'd very much appreciate if you became one of my Patreon clients. If you'd like to go to Patreon, uh, Patreon and call up Crypto Granny, uh, my uh, subscriptions are there. We do a vast amount of work in a day to keep up with the cryptocurrency market in terms of research, in terms of modeling valuation models, trading models, trading bots, all sorts of things. Uh, we look at the fiat market as well. We look at uh, the overall position in the market, leverage, who's got what, who's buying what, all sorts of things. We do a lot of work and I'd very, very much uh, love it if you did support us in, in this business and uh, uh, please support us by being a subscriber uh, on my Patreon. Thank you very much.